0: Are you looking for something to do with your out of town guests, or are you in charge of organizing team building activities at your workplace? Well, guess what? We've the thing you're looking for a 10 ticket bundle to our show. Good for any live taping at the Bell House until the end of 2017. For more information, go to amatickets.org.
1: This is Tom Hanks. Do you know an undiscovered musician who deserves a break? Well, we have an idea for them. NPR Music is holding a Tiny Desk contest to find one great unsigned musician to play the iconic Tiny Desk concert series and tour the United States with NPR Music. All you have to do is shoot a video of your musical act playing an original song behind a desk and submit it by January 29th. Learn more at npr.org slash contest
2: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from Haverford College. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton, and now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Four brilliant contestants are backstage reading spark notes, waiting to play our nerdy games, but only one will be our big winner. And I gotta say, it's great to be here at Haverford College near Philadelphia, surrounded by the finest minds taking liberal arts majors. (laughs) And our special guest actually graduated with a BA in comedy. You know him as the voice of Gene on Bob's Burgers. It's comedian Eugene Merman, and he'll be joining us later in the show. We're going to start with a word game about cereal, the breakfast, not the podcast. So let's meet our first two contestants. First up, Charlotte Eisenberg. You're a sophomore majoring in math from Peaks Island, Maine. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Your opponent is Maya Ben. You're a junior from Chicago, and you're a pre-med and English major. Yes, that's right. Welcome. So the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to our final exam at the end of the show. Let's get to your first test. Charlotte, what did you eat for breakfast? Uh, I
3: like granola from the dining center. Although there's been a little bit of controversy. Uh They tried to take away the good granola last year. Uh We wrote napkin notes. It came back.
0: Uh, I like that you threw out napkin notes like that's a thing. (laughs)
3: We use them to express our displeasure and pleasure in the dining so center. So you,
0: you take uh, serviettes and you write down your complaints on them. Yes. And, and then where do you leave them?
3: Um, on the table. Around, just yeah. around. But it works. Yes. <laughs> the dining center is very receptive to our suggestions.
0: <laughs> Maya, what did you eat for breakfast? And please keep it simple. No. You could say whatever you want.
3: That would be oatmeal.
0: Oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Wow, you you guys are both into a similar vein of breakfast. Quaker school, Quaker
3: oats, you know.
0: I know, the Protestant oats are weird. Um, Do you ever do like those single-serve packs? Mm,
3: Love the single-serve packs. Right? Live off them. I call it oat every meal.
0: Yes. (laughs) That's a full balanced diet for you? The apple cinnamon (laughs) at the top, and then maybe a little maple brown sugar midway?
3: You know, it's a food pyramid, but all of the foods are packets.
0: (laughs) Ah, yeah, beige, beige, beige. Good way to get both scurvy and rickets. (laughs) Bring them back. So your first game is a word game called Cereal Brawl. We're going to describe a brand of cereal, except for we've changed one letter in the cereal's name. So for an example, let's go to Jonathan Golden.
2: If I said, there's nothing like the snap, crackle, pop of a bowl full of rodents, you would answer, Mice Krispies, which is not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> Changing one letter in Rice Krispies. You understand. Rice becomes mice. You know what a letter is. You're in college.
0: All right, here we go. On shore leave, this cereal icon spends his weekends enjoying Eggs Benedict and mimosas. Maya. Captain Lunch.
4: Mmm, close. That's actually taking a letter
0: away, it seems like.
3: Okay, may I clarify? Sure. Captain
0: Brunch. Oh, what a great clarification. (laughs) Thank you.
5: Yeah.
2: It's a fortunate cereal with marshmallows shaped like bar graphs and scatter plots. Charlotte. Charlotte.
3: Lucky charts. That's right. Yeah. Oh, nice one.
0: Mhm. Statistically delicious. <laughs> this cereal contains two scoops of dried grapes served in women's undergarments. Mhm. You heard right. Charlotte.
3: Raisin bras. Raisin
0: bras is correct. <laughs> yeah. A lot of teenage boys can't get the, uh, box open. I <laughs> <laughs> feel like I hit a nerve there, yeah, John. The so. felt like a personal attack.
2: <laughs> Tony the tiger singed his fur while trying to eat a bowl of sugar-coated fire. What?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maya.
0: Frosted flames?
5: That's
2: correct.
0: Yeah! It's the cereal Tim Cook and Johnny Ive eat when they're on varsity sports teams. Yeah, I know. What are we talking about? <laughs> Puzzle guru Art Chung, can you give a hint? Well,
4: it might be something Steve Jobs also eat.
0: Oh, yeah. There you go. Steve Jobs. Uh, okay. Oh, Maya. Apple tracks. That's a good idea, mm, no, but not too quite. Many letters. Close. Charlotte, can you steal? I know it's,
3: they're basketball players, I think, so Apple jocks. Apple jocks is correct, oh, yeah. Very nice. They might not have been basketball players, They're actually sorry. not
2: uh, basketball players. I don't, they, okay. <laughs> they're executives at Apple. I mean, they may play basketball. They may play basketball. Here's your last clue. Follow your nose and you'll discover that Toucan Sam left a colorful surprise on your windshield. Maya. Fruit poops. Oh yeah. You just said poop on the radio. Yes,
3: Congratulations. I
0: did.
3: We have a bird at home, so I know how that goes. Really? Yeah.
0: Alright, puzzleger Archung, how did our contestants do? Well we have a tie, so here's your tiebreaker question.
4: Bees love this O-shaped oat cereal, which tastes like dollar dala bills, y'all. Charlotte.
3: Money Nut Cheerios. You got
4: it. (laughs) Congratulations, Charlotte. You're one step closer to our final
0: round. Coming up, we'll play this, that, or the other. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Charlotte Eisenberg, you used to work at an umbrella museum? An umbrella cover museum. One person made all these different umbrella covers?
3: She collected them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she hired me as an unpaid intern. Um, (laughs) And I had the glamorous job of measuring the length, width, and height of every umbrella cover in the collection.
0: What drew you to this internship?
3: I live in a very small place with very few businesses, (laughs) and not many of them will take a 12-year-old for any purpose. You were
0: a 12-year-old intern? Yes. Um, Did you hate your home? (laughs) (laughs) Summer vacation is a long time. Oh, okay. Maya Ben, you write a blog called Women in Science Friday. Yes. What was the last blog about? Well, there's a woman who does
3: mathematical modeling of angiogenesis, which is your veins growing. Um, so she tries to model how exactly your veins are going to grow in a tumor, and in that way, you can sort of learn about how to better treat it.
0: Wow, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we're giving her these two smarty pants quizzes about um, cereals, and now this is a fun guessing game. Yeah, well, yeah,
2: they knew what they were getting it's into. Friday
0: night, right? Yeah, yeah. wild. <laughs>
2: Well, it's public radio, so look at it. Yeah,
0: we're crazy. So this is one of our favorite games, this, that, or the other. I'm going to give you a name of a character, and you just have to tell me which of three categories it belongs to. And your categories are Muppets, Beanie Babies, or College Sports Mascots. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to alternate back and forth. You don't need to buzz in. Uh, Now, Charlotte, you won the last game, so if you win this, you'll go to the final round. Maya, you need to win this or we're going to remove your tag, which will make you worthless. Oh. <laughs> you guys really took that <laughs> seriously. Here we go. Maya, chocolate the moose. Beanie baby. Beanie baby is correct. Yes. Charlotte, Sammy the banana slug.
3: Oh. I think I know this from a previous episode, and I think it's a mascot.
0: (laughs) Um, That is correct. Maya, back to you. Rizzo the rat. Muppet. That is a Muppet, yes. It's a rat with a New Jersey accent, Mm -hmm. which all rats have New Jersey accents, by the way. (laughs) Charlotte Albert E. Gator
3: that sounds like a none of them but i'll say beanie
0: baby oh i'm sorry albert e gator is not a beanie baby maya can you steal mascot it is a college mascot yeah (laughs) university of florida originally a live alligator and then it became a costumed human oh dear wonder what happened for them to make that change
2: Are you saying that the alligator itself turned into a human? Because that's a weird story.
0: These are your last clues. Maya, Camilla the chicken. Muppet. That is a Muppet, yeah! Gonzo's love interest. Do you know what kind of thing Gonzo is? Blue. Blue? That's pretty accurate. Yeah, his species is officially whatever, quote unquote. Seriously. (laughs) All right, Charlotte, Sebastian the Ibis. I think an Ibis is a bird? <laughs> um,
3: a mascot.
0: That is a mascot, yeah. All right, Puzziger Archung, how did our contestants do? Congratulations,
4: Maya, you won that round, so we've tied up at one game apiece. Wow. <laughs> All right, so it's time for a quick game three. I'm going to give you a category, and you'll go back and forth naming things that fall in that category. And the first contestant to mess up, either by guessing incorrectly, repeating an answer, or taking too long to answer, will be eliminated. You're going to buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. According to the World Atlas, name the top ten primary languages spoken at home in the United States. First goes to Maya. English. English is correct. Number one. Sorry, Charlotte.
3: Spanish.
4: Spanish is number two, 37 million. Maya. German. German is number eight, Charlotte. Arabic. Arabic is number nine, a little under a million. Maya, back to you. French. French and French Creole is number four, Charlotte. Chinese. Chinese, including Cantonese, Mandarin, and others, number three. We have four left, Maya.
3: I'm thinking... Japanese.
4: No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The remaining answers were Korean, Russian, Tagalog, and Vietnamese. So, congratulations, Charlotte. You're moving on to the final round. Thank you, Maya.
0: Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Charlotte in our final round at the end of the show, and it's music parody time. Jonathan Colton will take the song of the summer and cram it back into your head. Plus, we'll meet today's mystery guest. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wonder Capital, asking what if you could help combat global climate change and make money at the same time? Introducing Wonder Capital, the award-winning online investment platform that allows individuals to invest in solar energy projects. You can earn up to 8.5% annually while diversifying your portfolio. And best of all, Wonder Capital. Doesn't take any fees for investing your money. Create an account for free at wondercapital.comslash NPR. Wonder Capital, do well and do good. Support for this podcast comes from Simply Safe, an award winning home security company. Their system uses an arsenal of wireless sensors and has 24 7 professional monitoring. Plus, you pay by the month and never get tricked into a long term contract. Simply Safe has no installation costs and no hidden fees, so you can protect your home and family the smart way. Right now, listeners of this podcast can get $200 off the Simply Safe Defender package only if you go to simplysafenpr.com.
2: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. And now, from Haverford College in Pennsylvania, here's your
0: host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, our contestant Charlotte won her way to the final round at the end of the show. We'll find out a little later who she will face off against. But first, it's time for a game we call Mystery Guest. A stranger is about to come on stage. Jonathan and I have no idea what this person does or what makes them special, but our puzzle girl, our Chung, does. That's
4: right. You and Jonathan will have to ask yes or no questions to figure out our Mystery Guest secret. Our Mystery Guest today is from the Philadelphia area. Mystery Guest, please introduce yourself.
1: My name is Alan Drazen, and I invented something that's really,
4: really cool. So he says.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Throwing <laughs> a little shade already. <laughs> you guys have to figure out what he invented, Ophira. You, you get invented the first question.
0: something very, very cool. Does your invention uh, help people live better lives?
1: Yes. It's
0: <laughs> <That's> pretty broad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the definition of invention. So it's not, it's not a pointless piece of art or something
2: like that. Uh, Is your invention uh, technological in nature?
1: No.
0: Did you invent this within the last 20 years? No. Okay. All right. It's been around in our lives for a while.
2: (sighs) Does it have to do with uh, food? Yes. Uh
0: Oh. So, okay. Does it have to do... Ice cream. Is it ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What? (laughs) Thought oh, you were just joking around. Well,
1: <laughs> I was,
2: but you invented—you
0: invented ice cream.
1: <laughs> yes, I did.
0: <laughs> what, what, I, what are you talking about?
2: Well, now about? No, no, wait a minute.
0: No no, 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 well, I feel like
2: that, we haven't gotten the full story. Uh, no, we want something more specific. More specific. It is an ice cream-related invention. Did you invent a certain kind of ice cream novelty?
5: Yes. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Here we go. I have some thoughts. <laughs>
0: Would I go to a store and buy your ice cream novelty in a freezer that I would push with my arm open?
1: Yes, you could. Okay. And one a door that you might pull open as so well. I,
0: I, I would pull it open, but with, yes. but with this hand, just Correct. so you know.
1: Very yeah. smart to go with what kind of door the
2: ice cream is <laughs> well, behind <you> know, <laughs> in a grocery store. That it narrows it down. Is
0: stacked in boxes? Some,
2: are, some ice cream is not kept in freezers. LAUGHTER
0: in Canada, um, you don't need a freezer. How about that? <laughs> it's true. It's a lie.
2: Does your ice cream novelty have a stick in it?
1: Great question. No. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: oh! Does your ice cream novelty come wrapped in
1: foil? It does.
2: Uh, did you invent
1: the Klondike bar? No. <laughs> but close.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Come on, getting think. close. So think <laughs> getting what else is wrapped warmer. in foil. What other ice cream novelties are wrapped in foil? Well,
0: because I was thinking those, um, like the drumstick cones, they're wrapped in paper. Is this going to be start coming like a country thing? Specific? Yeah. Well, it's
6: <laughs> I know,
2: you're Canadian. I know, i have like lost all gonna of a You're going to name a bunch of ice cream novelties that nobody's ever heard of before.
0: Creamsicles? Not a creamsicle, it's in a stick. What else is in a foil? Um, I mean, like there's a lot of brand name things and the ice cream sandwich is out.
4: You are good to focus on the, the shape of the product.
0: Okay, is the shape a circle?
1: Let's say it's a half a circle.
4: Is it
0: a Choco Taco?
1: Yes, it is.
0: What? <laughs> nice. I have to admit right now, I have never had a Choco Taco and I feel...
1: I'm sorry, what country do you say you're from? Canada.
0: <laughs>
2: Alan, will you explain to our Canadian friends
0: yeah, what a Choco Taco yes, is?
2: Explain a me. Choco
1: Taco is a sugar cone shell, but it's the shape of a taco. Yeah. It's filled with ice cream, primary flavor, vanilla fudge ice cream. And the open end of the taco is rolled in a mixture of milk chocolate and roasted peanuts.
0: And how did you come to invent this?
1: So I was sitting at my desk one day at the end of the ice cream season and trying to think of an idea for a unique ice cream novelty. Yeah. Something that would you know, capture the imagination and maybe have some legs and stick around for a while. It's 1983, more than 20 years ago. And it's had tremendous staying power in the US. It's in just about every Walmart in the country, 80% of the supermarkets, most convenience stores, and dollar stores. It's everywhere.
0: What were you doing with your life uh, that led you to become an ice cream inventor? Because, you know, obviously in 83, you were potentially making a living in some other fashion.
1: I was in the ice cream business. And actually, you start, were in the I started ice- my career driving a good humor truck.
0: No way. Yes, way. way. Um, That's amazing. I thought those were all covers for drugs. I've been watching too many Cheech and Chong movies. (laughs) (laughs) So you drove around serving ice cream. Of course, you got to know what people liked and what they didn't like. And you thought, it's time to introduce a new thing. Well,
1: what made it really unique is that if you eat an ice cream cone, you sort of eat the chocolate and the nuts on the top. And and you just eat the cone and the ice cream. With a choco taco, you eat it all, just about every bite.
0: Right, you just cram it in your mouth. You do. Now, have you uh, thought about inventing other ice cream confections?
1: Well, actually, I'm kind of working on a variant of the choco taco. Oh, what's it called? It's secret. That's what it's called. (laughs) Big secret.
0: Frozen fajita?
1: No. It's a chicken taco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's just a regular taco. In time, you'll all find out, but it'll be very innovative. It's uh, going to be really interesting.
0: And w- when when might we look for this uh, next? 2018. 2018. 2018.
1: Maybe the tail end of 17, but most likely okay. 18.
0: Okay. Exciting. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you, and I cannot wait to Thank have so my very first me. choco taco. Give it up for our mystery guest, Alan Drazen. <laughs> Our next two contestants will battle it out in a music parody game performed by Jonathan Colton. Let's meet them. First up, Gabriela Lomba, you are a junior studying comparative literature and education from Puerto Rico. Now, you walked the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage alone? Yeah,
7: but, like, it wasn't supposed to be alone.
0: How long is this trail?
7: Um, About, like, 500 kilometers. Sorry, miles, miles. miles.
0: 500 miles. So how long are, are you supposed to take to do it?
7: Uh, depending on how fast you are, but I did it in about like a month. A month? Yeah. Alone? Yeah. I was doing it with my sister, but she got injured, so we had to um part our ways. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And when you came out at the very end, were you a different person? I was very thin, because I lost a lot of weight, and I, when my sister came uh, to pick me up, I was in a park, laying down, I kind of look like I was dead. <laughs> she came over and she was like, what happened to you? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. This is just me now. <laughs> She's like, okay, we're going to go get food. You look horrible.
0: <laughs> I like that. This is just me now. <laughs> Your opponent is Jay Nimgownker. You're a sophomore studying computer science from Princeton, New Jersey. Now, Jay, you aren't just a programmer. You're part of the Humtones, the oldest a cappella group at Haverford. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, you were. In, I a, was
2: also involved in the a cappella community in college.
0: <laughs> 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 and also, you used to work as a. Uh,
2: I also used to write software for a living, yeah. Maybe yeah. there's a connection between a cappella and software. I don't know. And maybe beards.
0: And maybe beards. And you
2: also have a beard. Wait a minute.
0: Jay, do you hope to also get rid of the programming and become a rock god at some point? Actually,
2: you should definitely do it. It always works.
0: <laughs> so remember, the first of you that wins two of our games will move on to our final exam at the end of the show. Let's go to your first game. Jonathan Colton, take it away.
2: So we rewrote Cake by the Ocean by Joe Jonas's band. Uh, it could be dunts or don'ts or dints. It doesn't have a vowel in it, so I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> I should tell you ahead of time. This is a young person's song. It is too high for me. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. Now it is about other things that you might find by the ocean. So buzz in to answer. Tell us what thing we're talking about. The winner will be one step closer to moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, here it comes.
5: Too high for me. Oh, no. See you hopping like you're on a stove top. You're so sizzling, girl, while those feet hot. Wear this plastic footwear, don't you tiptoe, tiptoe? Jake, sand by the
2: ocean? Oh no, that is not what we are looking for. Gabriella, do you know?
7: Flip flops. Flip
2: flops is the answer. It was the plastic footwear that was the key. Here we go.
5: Sunbathe in a fun two piece, sunbathe in a fun two piece. Named after an atoll where they tested atomic bombs. Oh
2: <laughs> Gabriella, you're looking at me like I'm crazy.
7: The last part threw me off, but
0: bikini? Bikini is correct. <laughs>
2: They named the bathing suit after this place, the Bikini Atoll.
0: What a beautiful it's, it's creation
2: story. true, I was story. reading Wikipedia yeah. this morning.
5: <laughs> I'm a beach-made citadel, I'm a beach-made citadel. But I'm and silica, one wave's gonna
0: knock me down.
2: Gabriella.
7: Sandcastle?
2: A
0: sandcastle, you got it. I'm philosophically against sandcastles. Why is that? Because it's like the world telling you, guess what, anything that you build and spend time on is meaningless.: <laughs> I suppose that's one way away. to look at it.: Yeah, it's also a fun thing to do with your family.: <laughs> No. We like staring at each other disappointed.: Yeah. All right, here's the part that's too high. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, baby.
5: You're only comfort. Playing crash, whoa, you lost your mind and went really crazy. Ay, 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 ya, yeah, call me Wilson. My face is a handprint,
2: <laughs> Gabriella. Volleyball, volleyball, you got it.
0: I think that worked out great. I, I, got, <laughs> through it. I got through it. <laughs> Float for me, baby.
5: Cause if you're drowning, I'll come around anyways. Some CPI will start up your breathing. Ay, ay, ya, ya. Keep on hoping you won't die in the ocean. Gabriella.
7: Uh the lifeguard. <laughs> the
5: lifeguard,
0: yes, or a lifeguard was yes. fine as well, but yes. <laughs> I like that they're just hoping you won't die in the ocean. That's a they're hoping. Uh, I mean, you it's know, a good lifeguard. Can't promise anything.
5: <laughs> so tough. Watch the Exxon Valdez leaking black stuff.
0: Jay, I believe in you.
4: Oil tankers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get hugged. we give you, I mean,
4: true. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not. Yeah, clear. we'll give it yeah, to you. Sure. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Yes,
5: yeah,
2: yeah. We're... We were going for oil spill, but I think you, I think you get the gist. Yeah,
5: that's fine. Write to me, baby, and let me know you're stuck on an island. Whoa, a cork will keep it safe, dry and floating. yeah, 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 yeah. Nicholas Sparks book and a song by the Police. <laughs> Jay
4: message in a bottle
2: yeah you got it Art Chung how did they do
4: I had no idea there were so many things near the ocean but uh, congratulations Gabriella! you're one step closer to the final round
0: let's go to your next game about people who got college degrees without having to study Gabriella, what's something you got for free or something that you didn't have to work for
7: So I was going to Borders when they were closing down, RIP Borders. Yeah. (laughs) And I was, you know, there was like this huge sale. It was like 80% off. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this book that I've been wanting to buy. And like the book already had a discount on it. So when I went to go buy it, the person put like both discounts on it. And she gave me 20 bucks back for the (laughs) book. (laughs) She was like, I guess. Like, here's the book in 20 bucks. Have a good day. That's hilarious.
0: And then you just ran with a book. Yeah, yeah. I hope she didn't get in too much trouble. (laughs) Uh, Jay, what's something you got for free or without working for it?
4: Uh, This happened more in high school, but um, I discovered my dad had a pretty awesome collection of sweaters. Yeah. So I just started wearing them. (laughs) And they're they're definitely sweaters like my mom picked out for him, so Uh, he didn't especially miss them, and I really loved them, so...
0: Very good. Well, this is a trivia game called Easy Degrees. So if you become super famous, colleges will throw honorary degrees at you left and right. So we're going to play you a clip of a famous person accepting an honorary degree. You just need to buzz in and identify the celebrity. Gabriella, you won the last game, so if you win this, you're in the final round. Jay, you need to win this, or you're going to get an honorary degree in failure. Okay, here we go. Brown gave this actor an honorary degree and may have jeopardized his bromance.
1: Among other things, today, in terms of higher education, I passed Matt Damon.
0: Gabriella. Ben Affleck? Yes, Ben Affleck is correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Brown gave him a doctorate of fine arts, and he was just more concerned about Matt Damon. Yeah, that's right. Here's your next one. This Harvard dropout was once the richest man in the world, but he has issues that even Clippy couldn't solve. I've been waiting more than 30
2: years to say this. Dad, I always told you I'd come
0: back and get my degree. Jay. Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. The New School gave an honorary degree to this actor who was the first transgender person nominated for an acting Emmy.
6: I was thinking about going back to graduate school because maybe the acting thing was not going to work out for me. And then I got the call for the audition for a Netflix original series called Orange is the New Black. I think some of you
0: might know it. Uh-oh. Puzzle Guru Art Chung, can you help them out? Oh, Gabriela. and Cox. That is correct, Yeah! This TV host got an honorary degree from, uh, she'll tell you. Oh, my goodness.
5: I'm at Harvard!
7: (laughs) Gabriella. Oprah Winfrey.
0: Oprah Winfrey is (laughs) correct. (laughs) In 2011, this late night host returned to Northwestern for redemption.
5: 25 years ago today, I did not actually graduate. When I went up to get my diploma, and the dean handed me the folder, she
0: leaned in and said,
7: "I'm sorry."
0: <laughs> Jay. Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you know, for Stephen Colbert, by the way, uh, he had an incomplete class that he wasn't aware of during the graduation ceremony, so he actually thought he was graduating.
2: Oh. It's a little disappointing. And then they just said, I'm sorry, and yeah.
0: handed him the folder. Yeah.
4: They and couldn't have told him that before. He I know got like a <laughs> day
0: before. They couldn't have sent him like a sad face or something. <laughs> ah. Okay, this is your last clue. This country music legend was honored by UT Knoxville, where she revealed the secrets to her success.
5: Wigs, tight clothes, push-up bras,
0: high heel shoes, 5 inch high heel shoes. Gabriella. Dolly Parton. That is Dolly Parton, that's right. <laughs> Giving career advice. Puzzle Guru Art Chung, how did our contestants do?
4: I'm afraid we had to say goodbye to Jay. Congratulations, Gabriella. You're moving
0: on to the final round. Give it up for Jay, everybody. But it's settled. Our finalists are Charlotte and Gabriella, and they will face off in our final round at the end of the show. And if you've designed your own major called Trivial Studies, you belong with us. So go to amatickets.org to become a contestant, and you can tell your parents it wasn't a waste after all. Coming up, Eugene Merman from Bob's Burgers gets grilled in our quiz kitchen with some medium-well burgers on a sesame seed pun. I'm Ophir Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Yeah. Yeah. Very important person, you Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Green Chef, the easy, organic way to cook. Green Chef's organic meal kits deliver fresh ingredients and healthy recipes right to you. Feel great about the food you cook and where it comes from. No planning, no shopping, only delicious dinners in no time. Choose the plan for you with options like vegan, paleo, gluten-free, and more. Go to greenchef.com vanity to get $50 off. Green Chef, deliciously simple. Listening to the news all week is a duty, an obligation of citizenship, but also it is sometimes really a pain. Wait, wait, don't tell me. The NPR News Quiz is like Advil for the aching mind. And if you haven't heard it yet, listen to the recent Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me episode with special guest host Tom Hanks. Yes, you heard that right. Tom Hanks on the NPR One app and at NPR.org slash podcasts.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. And now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Soon we'll see which of our contestants, Charlotte or Gabriella, will be today's big winner. But first, it's time to welcome our special guest. He's a comedian who voices Gene Belcher on the animated series Bob's Burgers. Please welcome... Eugene Merman Hey Eugene Hi Welcome to Ask Me Another
6: Great to be here I'm
0: so happy you're here Uh, You know Since we're You know At Haverford And we're talking about Degrees and stuff I know that you And actually An NPR Puzzle Master, Will Shorts, share something in common, which is you both made up your degree. Mm-hmm. You went to a university where they allowed that to happen.
6: Yes, I went to Hampshire College, where I designed a major in comedy.
0: So they just said, do whatever you want. You said comedy. They're like, all right, four years.
6: S- sort of. I mean, it's a process where a lot of people drop out. <laughs> because it turns out it's like a little complicated to get a degree
0: right yeah. you have to
6: take classes and write stuff but basically yeah
0: and then your final uh thesis was a one-hour stand-up routine yeah for your professors
6: uh and an audience i pro- well it was promoting writing performing producing it was the whole sort of thing oh. which is what i did after college and now i do comedy so i think it's pretty reasonable
0: yeah that sounds great now i mean how'd it go was it an amazing night of your life
6: um, yeah, it would, I got a lot of people to come to the cafeteria, like several hundred, yeah. and watch me do stand-up comedy for an hour. It was, it was good. Do you it remember any of the jokes? Uh, yes, I think it, it was something like, uh, I'm very nervous because this is my first time uh, speaking English. <laughs> that was, yeah, it worked, you know. <laughs> I think that was one.
0: <laughs> that was good. Was yeah. there a theme to your act? No, it was no.
6: just a lot of... Just jokes. Adorable nonsense.
0: Yep. Well, you have a history of uh, very hilarious public grievances, which I enjoy. You uh, ranted about Delta Airlines when they lost your luggage. You Mm -hmm. took out a full-page newspaper ad to complain about uh, Time Warner Cable and then about a parking ticket that you got in New Hampshire.
6: Yep, absolutely. (laughs) You'd be surprised how effective it is to take out a full-page ad about a company. It'll reach them. They'll really hear it.
0: Time Warner Cable got back to you?
6: Time Warner Cable responded on their official blog, and then they escalated me to be a customer that you help when, when they call you. Which you would think is just customers. But no, there's different tiers. <laughs> so all you have to do is, if the company wrongs you and you're definitely in the right, just take out a full-page ad and they'll be like, fine, we'll take your call.
0: Where was this full-page ad?
6: Uh, it was in a few New York papers, like the like Greenpoint Gazette. Yeah, right. But then it was covered by like the Wall Street Journal and ABC News. Right. That's how you do it. <laughs> Don't take out the ad in the Wall Street Journal. That's pricey. <laughs>
0: And when you uh, wrote the grievance that, about the parking ticket in New Hampshire, yeah. what happened? Anything? Did they get back to you?
6: Um, I heard from a lot of people, and I performed in Portsmouth, and a lot of people were like, actually, parking is a big problem here. We, it's like one of our... We fight about it all the time. Oh, that's like, like their thing. That's sort of their thing. I mean, yeah.
0: It wasn't illegal. You just backed into a spot. Well, it,
6: it was illegal, but there was no way to know it. Like, in most places that you can't back into a spot, put up a sign, and it says you can't back into a spot because you'd have no way to know that law. Yeah. So their thing was, we have the law, but no way for you to know it. That's what made me mad. If you don't want me to back in, just let me know. I won't back in. I'm not a monster.
0: So uh, clearly you get a kick out of taking a joke as far as you can take it, which I think is also evidenced in your last comedy album, which is not just a comedy album. It's called I'm Sorry, Bracket, You're Welcome, uh, which is seven LPs long.
6: Yes, it is seven LPs, nine digital volumes. It has uh, regular stand-up comedy. Again, I'm not a monster. Um, But then it also does have uh, sound effects that I make with my mouth. Um, It has uh, over 45 minutes of crying, uh, which I wanted to put a sticker on my album that says featuring over 45 minutes of crying, but you got to cry for 45 minutes to do that. And then it turns out you have to listen to it several times to make sure there's no audio flaws. (laughs) So in a sense, I mostly prank myself. (laughs) And it's not looped. It's me crying for 45 minutes.
0: On an LP, do you have to flip the record to listen to the remaining uh, crying? Like halfway through, do you have to flip it? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you know when to... uh, How did you decide where in the crying to... To make the break. I broke
6: it up into four tracks and I made one of them one that would be the entire side of a. I was thinking about that. I
0: just love that you were. Yeah, I just you love have that to. you were.
6: Yeah, you don't make uh, 45 minutes of crying and not think about how you're going to put it out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, you voiced Gene Belcher on Bob's Burgers, who's an 11 year old boy. He's confident, he's a prankster. Is that mm-hmm. uh, mirrored after you as an 11 year old?
6: I feel like he's. He's more well-adjusted than I was as a kid. I think he's like, if I was a kid now, I'd be like him. As a kid, for real, I was terrified and weird, but, but <laughs> lovely, but lovely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Were you a good kid?
6: I was actually uh, a, a, a reason, yeah, I was a pretty good kid. Uh, yeah. I was a weirdo, but a good kid. A weirdo. I mean, okay. I didn't, like, eat snakes. I was just, like, a regular...
0: <laughs> just a regular weirdo. Just,
6: I was like, I like dragons a lot.
0: But it's no coincidence that the character is named Gene and you are Eugene.
6: It's not a coincidence. Lauren uh, Bouchard, who made the show, cast each of us as our characters, and then we all sort of developed it together. So each of our characters has a lot of our actual personality in it. And yeah, Gene is sort of like a 42-year-old child.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You also have a, a new series on Audible called Hold On. Yep. So here you're listening to Comedians Tell Stories or do their stand-up, but you are interrupting them.
6: Generally, there's some versions that are in the studio and some that are live, but basically me and a comedian sit down and listen to a story they told already, and then I pause it and I ask them questions to sort of give more background and details um, of the story. So
0: what have you found uh, that people leave out of their comedy?
6: Well, it's not even that they leave it out. It's just if you're telling a story and you're like, I was talking to my dad, and then you go like, well, was he a very religious person? And they're like, oh, yes, he was. That kind of thing. <laughs> right. Stuff like random details.
0: Right, little tangents that yeah. give more color to the whole thing.
6: Yeah, where you might learn more stuff or find out uh, stuff about them.
0: One thing that happens as a comic, even if your act is like in- entirely autobiographical, you'll come off stage and people will just assume that you're lying or that yeah. you made it up. They'll be like, your name really isn't Eugene Merman. You're not really f- f- Russian. Right,
6: right. I do like I, I had a child recently and I have talked about it a little bit on stage and people will go like did you really have a child and I'm like yeah why would you even bother me? like it's like bothering to make up that you bought a Chevrolet <laughs> and like there's no way that guy would buy a Chevrolet his story is insane <laughs> it's much easier talking about the real things than imagining what it's like to have a child and then having like a little story about it
0: Uh, Would you wish a stand-up comedy career on your child?
6: If my child wanted to do stand-up comedy, I would not stop my child. from. I would let my child pursue whatever whatever he wants to pursue.
0: How old is your child?
6: He's two and a half months, so he's really got a ways (laughs) before I'm like, no, don't go into medicine. That's not profitable.
0: Very good. Uh, Are you ready for an Ask Me Another Challenge? Sure. Yeah, we've got a good one cooked up for you. Eugene Merman, everybody. So, Eugene, you star as Gene on the animated series Bob's Burgers, and one of our favorite running jokes on the show is the chalkboard in the restaurant that shows the burger of the day. And it's always a goofy pun, like, if looks could kale, burger. Mm-hmm. Or if you've got it, croissant it, burger. <laughs> but in this game, we thought, you know what? We're going to describe a special burger, and you're going to tell us its punny name. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Jonathan Colton, have an example.
2: Yes, if I said this burger includes Amish bacon and melted Hershey's chocolate, in honor of the capital of Pennsylvania, you would answer Harris Burger. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So all of the answers end with burg, and then they're mashed up with the word burger.
6: Okay. Yeah. Oh, and with burger? Right, so Harris- Harrisburg-er Exactly, burger. yep. I see. Yep. Oh, I'm not making anything up. I'm guessing what you've thought of. Yeah. And it's the name of a city or a Jewish person with the word burger at the end. Well, okay.
0: If you need hints, Puzzle Guru Archung is here to help.
6: Okay, great.
0: Yeah. Here we go. This burger is served at below freezing with onion ring life preservers in honor of the thing... The Titanic crashed into.
6: Iceburger burger. burger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Iceburger. Right. Iceburger. Yeah. Yeah. So, Those of you who think I didn't graduate high school are now wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this burger includes red vines and is marinated in Mr. Pibb in honor of a former SNL cast member and Lonely Island
6: star. Andy Sandburger. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: Yeah, you like it?
6: Yep, I get it.
0: This burger is topped with a mild Norwegian cheese. That's like Swiss, but for fancy people. Norwegian cheese. Norwegian cheese. Kind of like Swiss, but for fancy people.
6: It's not Borsan. Okay. Uh, can I have a
0: hint? <laughs> I love that you went to Borsan, by the way. Huzzagur yeah. Archon, can you give a hint? The first letter is a J, but sounds like a Y. <laughs>
6: Wow! Oh, Yarsburger!
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Yarsburger!
6: Uh, I can't believe I didn't know that was Norwegian. Just kidding.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this notoriously delicious hamburger is covered with a black truffle robe in honor of the second female Supreme
6: Court justice. Oh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg! That's yeah. Right just kept thinking Allen Ginsberger. That's, <laughs> that's not right. This Virginian burger is topped
2: with freshly churned butter made by reenactors in revolutionary garb.
6: The Williamsburger? The colonial Williamsburger? Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's oh, right. sorry, I said left out colonial first. Well, it's... <laughs> I got it, right? You got yeah, it. you got it Yeah, right. great, great.
0: This is your last clue. This burger is approved by Trevor Noah because it's named after the city where he was born in South Africa.
6: I'm blanking on it. Slash I don't know if I know. <laughs> so those are the two <laughs> options, really. Oh, yeah, I can get a hint.
0: Puzzler,
4: get a hint? I? It's one of the capitals of South Africa. That's not Cape Town or Pretoria.
6: Yes. What do you, say? What do you mean one of the capitals? <laughs>
4: Oh, it has three capitals, South three Africa. Three
6: capitals uh, that are like regular, like our Washington, D.C. Yes, they have three of them. Okay, you don't know this, but that's unusual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for Johannesburg oh, or Johannesburg. Johannesburg, Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay,
6: that sounds fair. That's I, great. I know. I, again, I was right. Totally know about that place.
0: Uh, Eugene, we tallied up your score, and it turns out you did fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. So you win and ask me another Rubik's Cube. Congratulations.
6: Thank you very, very much.
0: And Eugene Merman's new audio comedy series is called Hold On. It's on Audible, and he's also the voice of Gene on Bob's Burgers. Give it up for Eugene Merman. It's now time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Charlotte, who got her preferred granola back in the dining hall after participating in a letter-writing campaign on napkins. And Gabriella, who was once paid 20 bucks to buy a book at Borders. (laughs) Puzzaker Archung, take it away. Charlotte, Gabriella, it's time for your final
4: exam. College is full of bad decisions, so this final round is called just say no. Every answer will end in the letters N-O. For example, if I asked what artist married John Lennon, you'd say Yoko Ono. We're going to play this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The contestant who scores the most points will be our big winner, and your prize is an Ask Me the Rubik's Cube signed by Eugene Merman. We flipped a coin backstage, and Charlotte will be going first. Charlotte, a member of an HBO crime family or a high singer...
7: A
3: soprano.
4: That's correct. Gabriella, it's a Nevada town that's the biggest little city in the world.
7: I'm very bad at geography. <laughs>
4: Three seconds.
7: Uh, city, oh no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, we were looking for Reno. Back to Charlotte. It's a Mediterranean herb common in Italian cooking.
3: Oregano. That's
4: right. Gabriella, a sweet cherry used in cocktails and sundaes. Maraschino. That is correct. Charlotte, an iPod that's bigger than a shuffle but smaller than a touch. A nano. Correct. Gabriella, a long Japanese robe with wide sleeves traditionally worn with a sash. A kimono. Correct. Charlotte, this word describes an animal with a medical condition that results in pale skin, white hair, and pink eyes. Albino. Correct. Gabriella, it's an electronic music genre that emerged from Detroit. Techno. Correct. We're at the halfway point. Charlotte is in the lead, four to three. Charlotte, it's a Clint Eastwood movie that shares its name with a car made by Ford.
3: I don't know any cars. <laughs> a Model T Ford. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Clinis was not that old. We're looking for Gran Torino, so that's incorrect. Gabriella, Ellen Page stars as a title character in this 2007 film Juno. That is right. Charlotte, it's a musical instrument that gets its name from the Italian word for soft piano. Correct. Gabriella, it's a card game where you draw four, skip, or reverse. Uno. That's right. Charlotte, it's a brand of sugar or a game piece. Domino. That's right. Gabriella, it's a city that hosted the 1998 Winter Olympics.
7: Oh, sorry, I'm thinking uh,
4: three seconds. Reno. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry, that was uh, Nagano. So the score is six to five. You each have one question left. Charlotte, if you get this question right, you win. It's a British podcast where three friends mock poorly written erotic fiction written by one of their parents.
3: Oh, God. Um...
4: An idea? No. No, sorry. It was called, My Dad Wrote a Porno. (laughs) This is your last question. Gabriella. you must answer this correctly to stay in the game. It's a lottery like casino game with terrible odds of winning.
7: Uh, I'm just thinking like things that end with no. Um, uh, uh, I'm
4: gonna have to call time in three yeah. seconds.
7: Domino. <laughs> That's not a casino
4: game. No, I'm sorry. We were looking for a keynote. So, with a score of six to five, congratulations,
0: Charlotte. You're our winner. Congratulations, Charlotte! That's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagram to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton.
4: Thou jolt the cannon.
0: Our puzzles were written by Travis Larchuk, Ramel Wood, and senior writer J. Keith Van Stratten. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzef, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and our intern Camila Salazar, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Rick Kwan and Valve Tone Recordings. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Bay we like to thank Haverford College in Haverford, Pennsylvania. Hardcore Elf Glove And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Now I know if you made it to this point in the podcast, you are a fan of our show. Thank you so much. So... Why don't you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? Or better yet, leave us a review. Your support helps other people find our podcast. Thank you. Next time on Ask Me Another, we know you go down television streaming wormholes. We know you're feeling separation anxiety from your remote control. You know what? We're going to reward your winter television dependency because we have actor Zazie Beetz, who stars on the Golden Globe-winning television series Atlanta. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.